Welcome back to Netflix and Kill, a podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of Netflix. I'm Kai. I'm Marty. And I'm Sarah. Hi, Sarah! <laughs> Welcome back! I'm here again. Hello. We watched a good movie tonight. We did. Yeah. yeah. We watched The movie. Rain. Yes. We're still going with the early 2000s theme. Yeah. yeah. But, like, earlier? Yeah. When did this movie come out? Like 2003? 2002? You know, I Something had like pull- that. I had it pulled up and then I didn't. I looked away. 2002. 2002. I should have known that right off the bat because I saw this movie in theaters. Heck yeah. When I was, I would have been 12 or 13 at that point. <laughs> I would have been a wee baby. Um, Not a baby baby. I would have been like let's see, 2002, five, six. I let's see. I was four when Spider Man came out, and that was in 2002. And I had my fifth birthday, and my birthday party was Spider Man themed. <gasps> so I would t- have turned five <laughs> that year. On brand since 2002. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I had a Spider Man uh, cake and everything. I got a Mary Jane Watson. Uh, action figure for my birthday. <laughs> oh, that's cute. That's, okay, that's very so, cute. I'm crum- I'm crumbling <laughs> to dust over here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, I do remember children in like my kindergarten class talking about this movie. Yeah, Whoa. there were children watching this movie because I like distinctly remember someone telling me the story of this movie and like yeah if you watch the video she's gonna come get you and being like terrified see i don't remember anything from kindergarten or like but like by the time second grade rolled around everyone was talking about this movie again and like there were girls in my class that would like try to get me to turn the water on in in the bathroom and then, like, stare at the mirror, because apparently Samara would come out of the mirror. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Which, that's not how it works. What year did The Grudge come out? That was the other one that people, oh, like, uh, really were like into. 2005, maybe. Yeah, I think it, I think it was a little bit later. Uh, the Ring definitely kicked off the trend of... Japanese re- Yeah, remaking, uh, remaking Japanese films. No, I'm not looking for the 2020 <laughs> The 2020 <laughs> grudge? How many times are they going to remake this movie? Uh, as many times as it takes for them to make their money back. Oh. As many times as it takes for them to evade the curse. <laughs> That's why they keep remaking it. <laughs> <laughs> they have to keep making copies of the movie. Yeah, 2004? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. That, that may have been why. Because um, that would have been exactly... It's... About 2004 two would have been about when I two was in ye- first grade. Oh, uh, okay. So, and then, like, probably the year after, someone probably watched it and then watched The Ring thinking it was the same movie franchise. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, girls in my school wanted me to watch uh, Myself in the Mirror and then watch as Samara crawled out of the mirror at me or something. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> But, like, they would pretend to be on the phone and go, seven days. (laughs) (laughs) I was never really scared of it, but, like, I thought it was a creepy concept, for sure. I was terrified of it. But, like, I didn't think, I didn't take any of these girls seriously just because, like, they're just doing it to scare me. But, like, I was also, like, a big wimpy baby when it came to anything that was, like, in front of me, so. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for me, 
this was definitely, you, you know, everybody was losing their minds over this. And I very much remember hearing about, hearing, hearing everybody talk about it uh, and, and wanting to go see it and then being terrified. I had a little TV in my room. <laughs> and I, I couldn't sleep for weeks. Uh, I needed white noise to sleep, and I still I still do today. And so I would always like turn my TV on and let it go. Like I just had the static going, and so I had to figure out how to turn off my TV, to, like turn off the brightness and just have a little bit of the sound, so it was enough for me to sleep without me thinking about like seeing the screen yeah um i was obsessed with this movie for a while for like a a good period of you know five or six years to the point that like it gave me my first introduction to international cinema because it was what made me look for ringu which is the japanese original Mm -hmm. and from there i found like all of the sequels and then i found that they were based on a book called ring uh, and then that there's two sequels to that book that came out in the early 90s mm-hmm. and uh, I found those and then I found out there's a manga adaptation there's also a South Korean remake called The Ring Virus that came out in the early uh, 2000s mm-hmm. this movie has its own sort of weird like viral element to it where it, you know the, the whole point of the movie we can get into the spoilers, I guess. Yeah, it's okay. But, yeah. But yeah, it, it, if the whole point of the movie is you've got to spread the the tape around, the, you know, mimetically, that is what the, the series is doing. It's, it's just odd. I've always found yeah. it very interesting. Yeah, that is kind of fascinating. I didn't realize that it had like, like a manga and so much surrounding it i mean i guess that makes sense because it seems to be really popular Mm -hmm. but that's kind of awesome um i think it's kind of funny how it's not really as much a big thing over here in america as it is in japan and they have like a whole bunch of like like extra material um in japan but like talking about that that just reminds me of like the jason and uh uh, like Freddy Krueger movies, they have like so much extra source material. Yeah, for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, so. it is. You could definitely look at how uh, like the the Freddy Krueger films are about like our our collective nightmares and our mm-hmm. our you know fears of adolescence and mm-hmm. all, all of that shit versus it japan uh the 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 weird collision of technology with spirituality mm-hmm. and the fear of like so much of it has to i i think there have been a lot of attempts to redo this movie now mm-hmm. and i don't think it really works mm-hmm. because there's something about the fact that it's all analog that yeah. makes yeah. it so spooky because it's like it's it's a physical tape but oh the tracking numbers are are not working Mm -hmm. and there's something that's off to the side of the frame somehow 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it just like the physical element of using all of these different machines to interact with the tape is so much more interesting than mm-hmm. like yeah than like than sharing like a YouTube a link. Oh, I was right. gonna say than having to look at the HTML sourcing for your <laughs> Facebook page. Yeah. Oh yeah, we watched friend requests <laughs> for our last oh, our no. last Which is episode. Kind of a similar concept, but way worse. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> definitely way worse so i'll give a quick summary of the ring i think that a lot of people are probably pretty familiar with it Mm -hmm. um some people might not have watched it i don't know i know some of our audience kind of skews younger this was the first time i'd seen this movie i saw ringu uh when i was in college but i hadn't ever seen this one yet i haven't seen any of these movies i had only just known about them from uh children yeah (laughs) that's fair i was in like first and second grade (laughs) yeah no what's interesting about this though is like this movie and ringu definitely feel like very very separate films and i kind of like that because it's it's i like that i don't know i like that they can stand apart and it's not just remaking because to me it's like there's no point in just remaking it exactly because then it's like why not just watch the original right with subtitles yeah don't be afraid subtitles. of subtitles. Listen to Bong Joon-ho, please. It's literally two inches of the screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I thought this was really good. Um, yeah. So as a quick summary, again, the premise I think most people know is that if there's this tape, and if you watch it, then a, you'll get a phone call that tells you you will die in seven days. And you start having visions of stuff that you saw on the tape, and eventually you die. Yep. yep. And... So, that's pretty much all I knew going in. Um, and then the movie centers around a mother, Rachel. Rachel. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And she works as a journalist for this newspaper. Her niece has recently passed away, who was very good friends with her young son. So they go to the funeral, and she starts noticing some kind of strange things about the way that her niece died. And begins digging into it, finds mm-hmm. out that... Well, uh, her... Is it her sister who's her mom or was... I don't remember. Yeah. But, like, the her, girl's her mom asks her to look into it because yeah. no one has been able to give her a clear answer on what happened. Yeah. And so... And she finds out that a bunch of other teenagers who had been spending time with the niece had also died on the exact same day at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And so as she digs deeper and deeper, she eventually finds the video, watches it, and begins analyzing it and trying to piece together this mystery of where did it come from mm-hmm. and the story behind it. She, uh, her, she, Yeah, she goes to her ex, who's an expert in that kind of thing, in video, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah photography, she's got a bunch of cameras and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she also goes to... Like, the niece's best friend who's in, like, a mental hospital and talks to her about it. And then she says something about how, like, you have four days. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, she doesn't say anything else. It's like, she's traumatized by what happened, but I don't know why, because she didn't watch the tape. So. It's like psychic splash damage. Yeah. It's just like people who are around this thing have a sense about who else is affected by it. Yeah. Yeah. The son 
kind of did that too. They yeah. noticed he'd been drawing pictures of his cousin being dead before she died and yeah, stuff like that. And then, well, uh, I think that's because didn't the cousin tell him something about how maybe because yeah. I remember she had a conversation. And he said like, "None of us know how much time we have," and yeah. That oh she yeah, that's told right. Me that and yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't know if that was just something from that conversation or if like he was actually seeing things i think it's deliberately ambiguous Mm. um yeah i i like the this movie i feel like reinvigorated the creepy child yeah trend both in terms of the ghost is a little girl with really long hair obscuring her face mm-hmm. and in the main character having a child who is you know a 40 year old man trapped in a 6 year old mommy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i this is the first time i've watched this movie in a while and i was going in mostly wanting to pay attention to aiden because it i, I I wanted to find a reason why that wasn't already a parody of itself. And what I kind of arrived at is that he, it it seems obvious to me, he's coded as having autism. Mm -hmm. And so much of the film is about how adults mistreat their children when they aren't able to listen to them. Yeah. Um, Because that's the, I mean, that's the whole thing with, uh, Samara Morgan is the the kid who has evil psychic powers apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I find that like a really interesting angle to approach this movie from, but I'm still struggling to figure out what it amounts to. Yeah. So do you want to go into the ending a little bit? I guess we can. Because I mean, yeah. we've already said we're gonna spoil it. Yeah. So, yeah. Spoiler but, warning. <laughs> this movie's been out since two thousand two. So. Yeah, I I would <laughs> say if you're curious and you haven't seen it yet, like it, you pointed out after we watched it that you were surprised it unfolds more like a mystery. Yeah. Than it really else. does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's worth watching for sure. Yeah, it's not. It's a it's a very spooky movie. It's certainly gave me nightmares when I was younger, but it is much more of like an investigation than anything. And for that reason, mm-hmm. I that's I think that's why it's a compelling watch because mm-hmm. it's not just a ghost story where spooky things happen. It's mm-hmm. there's a there's a question that's driving the plot. Yeah. And it's really well constructed, although it's very obvious. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's a it's very much an American film in that it wants to remind you what's happening at all times. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So I guess yeah, the ending, um, the the whole thing is we're uh, Rachel is investigating what happened to this kid, and sh- they find out that she was killed by her mom, jumped in a well, and Rachel saves the kid, and you think oh the, you know the the kid just wanted to be rescued and have be saved and put mm-hmm. to rest, but no actually she's just she wants revenge. And the the end plays out as a as, as a fake out, and it, the actual reason why Rachel doesn't die after seven days is because she made a copy of her tape and showed it to somebody else, and all that Samara really wants is to spread over the world and make everybody feel her pain. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> so you have to just keep sharing the tape. Yeah. Yeah, which I, I was... Mean, a bit of an It Follows vibe. I, I understand yeah. the feeling, but also, why? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was so torn on this, because I... Yeah. I think I mentioned this also, The like, it was kind of reminding me of The Sixth Sense a little bit, yeah. and that, like, they have a similar atmosphere, just, like, this kind of mm-hmm. nice, gloomy sort mm-hmm. of atmosphere they both have to do with misunderstood kids, and um, the ending of, like, oh, the ghost just wants to be heard, it just wants to be helped, and, like, you know, it was giving me kind of the feel-good Mm-hmm. Of like, oh, okay, it's gonna work out. This mother, she's getting closer to her son as well, and she comes to understand Samara, and she wants to help her. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what a nice message. Like, people just want to be understood. Mm-hmm. But then it, like, it just keeps going, and it I'm does like, a oh, whole great. <laughs> and then, like, there's some extra deaths and stuff. But But the thing is, like... The last death in the film is really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's the money shot. Yeah. Yeah. And the effects are so well done. Because um, it's Noah, right? Yeah. So that Noah is Aiden's dad and Rachel's, like, ex-husband or boyfriend? Yeah, ex-boyfriend. Yeah. It, I don't know if they were Im- married, but... It's implied that they... Uh, that that Noah was an... Uh, that, that Aiden was an accident. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, um, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> right. Um, but anyways, Noah's in his, like, workshop or whatever, and the TV turns on, and he turns it back off, and then it turns back on, and it's static, and then it shows Samara at the well, and she's, like, coming out of the well and, like, crawling out of the TV to get him, and he's, like, running away, and, like, things are breaking, um, cause he, like, gets pushed back at one point, um, and then he's, like, crawling on all fours around the place, like, as, like, Samara is just, like, walking behind him, and then, like, at one point she just lifts her head and you can, like, see she has, like, this demonic-looking face, and then, um, that just kind of stops, and then Rachel walks in a little bit later, she'd been trying to call him because, um... Well, like, she figured out, oh, you have to make a copy of the tape or you're gonna die. And then so she'd been calling him, but he wasn't answering the phone because he was too busy watching the tape. Um, <laughs> and, um, so she gets into the, the, his, like, office workspace area and, um, she, like, finds his body sitting in, like, his chair, but there's, like, blood splattered all over the place. And she turns him around, and it looks like his, like, soul had been sucked out of his face. Because he looks, like, almost kind of like Palpatine <laughs> a little bit. Well, But it's a lot scarier than Palpatine. Yeah. Well, what's, what's, what's really good about how that's executed, though, is that when she turns him around, you don't see it. Yeah. It's, uh, she, you see it from, like, her... I can't remember the exact angle, but basically you see her face when she turns the chair around. Yeah. And you see her scream. Yeah. And then it's later on when we get... Uh, like a with, flash. Uh, just like a flash of his face. Yeah. And this movie does that a lot. The, yeah. The, the, whenever we do see the, the, like, the death masks of these people, it's always mm-hmm. in like brief moments and i think yeah. that makes it so much more effective yeah that's why those images traumatized me as a kid <laughs> exactly yeah. um 
they did that with the cousin that died, um, and then they did it a couple more times, I think, when they were going to the house that, um, Samara's parents lived at. That would make sense. And yeah, they're, Samara... like, flashes of, like, horse eyes or something. Yeah. And then, like, some other things that were from the tape that just kept kind of flashing in and out. Yeah. Um, as, uh, Rachel was exploring the property. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I I think, and that brings up, I think from a technical standpoint, this movie's really good, too. I mean, yeah. we've got, like, this really great editing. Yeah. And uh, the cinematography is gorgeous. It's the, just so, the atmosphere, it's just so gloomy and rainy. The and color it, palette for the shots is amazing at times because they're, like, it was, like, a lot of gray tones and then, like, cool blue tones, but then there were, like, splashes of really, like, bright red all yeah. over the place. It really reminded me of, like, Hannibal. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. way they color Well, Hannibal. I was thinking of the Sixth Sense again, because they also do <laughs> that, that with the splashes of red. Yeah. Um, like, but, I'm not complaining, because I love that movie. But the red, when whenever it's, like, in the shot, when they have something red, it's, like, the most gorgeous thing ever. Like, even, like, blood shots are, like, so pretty, yeah. because, like, it is, like, so much more, like, saturated in color than the rest of it. Um, there's a, there's a scene, like, well, there's two scenes, um, but they're in the same place. Um, when, uh, Rachel watches the tape for the first time, she's in a cabin where, um, her niece had watched the cat, um, the tape for the first time, and, um, as the sun sets, there's, like, a maple tree that's, like, right in the way, and, like, because the sun shines, like, right through the leaves, it, like, turns everything that um shine like is like hit with that light into like a really bright red color and it's like the most gorgeous thing ever those are my favorite shots in the oh, whole yeah. movie there it that there's those are both great sequences mm -hmm. i think what's interesting this film kicked off the um the remaking japanese horror films for american audiences trend and What's interesting to me is that so many films that have come since this tried to recapture the original or just didn't seem to have much. This is like the only one that I can think of that really had its own vision. Mm -hmm. And like the art direction in this movie is so much better than it has any right to be. Yeah. Like it really is. And it's, it, it's fucking Gore Verbinski. Gore Verbinski. Mm -hmm. like, what movies has this guy even... I can't... I, I feel like every time I, I... I actually do know one of his... So yeah. I watched A Cure for Wellness a couple years ago, and I actually really loved it. It's super dumb, <laughs> but it looks gorgeous. See, that's the movie that I remember being um, the... the uh, how we turn... Uh, that's that's the movie that I remember like, oh, this is Gore Verbinski returning to the well. Yeah, yeah pretty basically. much. Because it is like super gloomy also, but like just so pretty to look at. It's also the one that I was... So a couple nights ago, me and Marty were rewatching the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I saw those tweets. And, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, he directed The Lone I... Ranger. Really? <laughs> and, and the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Wait, he did, he did Rango. Rango. <laughs> I find that very Oh amusing. my gosh, that is amusing. Um, the Rango. But yeah, I spent a lot of the those tweets shitting on Dane DeHaan, which I do not regret. But I will say, <laughs> the only... 
movie that I like him in is The Cure for Wellness, and that's mostly because you're supposed to hate his character. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do have like a soft <laughs> spot for a, a Valerian, but not because of him. Right. Yeah. But anyway, that's is it neither here of nor there. No, it's not because of either of the actors. <laughs> Rihanna, I think Rihanna is like the only performance in that movie mm-hmm. that I actually liked. I just like the movie because it's so goofy and silly. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, Dane DeHaan in A Cure for Wellness. Is he also asking people for their blood? I don't <laughs> think so. I no. need Spider-Man's blood so I can be, I just, be I think well he just again. spends most of that movie kind of like going insane and being tortured. Okay, like, so he it's, just it's keeps just exactly yeah. like the amazing fire. He just keeps getting tortured and then like waking up and people being like, What are you talking about? We didn't shove eels down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh speaking of eels, that just reminds me of season three of Hannibal. <sighs> okay. The, what's his name? No, we're getting off track. Sorry. Uh <laughs> I do love Hannibal so much though. Okay. Uh, Hannibal's so good. Also, okay, one other piece of trivia that y'all brought up is that the actress who plays Samara also plays Lilo. Yeah, I was, I heard her voice and I immediately went, that's Lilo, no way. Yeah, <laughs> she, she's also uh, the, the little sister in Donnie Darko, and mm-hmm. she returns for the sequel, S. Darko. And, nice. Uh, she's also, I mean, she's still... does stuff like she's still Lilo's voice in anything that she appears in that's awesome I think she also if I'm remembering correctly for the English dub of Spirited Away yeah she was the main character oh wow cool yeah yeah um so I guess back sorry I'm gonna backtrack a little bit because I was thinking about this on the topic of the ending so what do y'all think like would we rather have it have it ended right after they help Samara or do we kind of like the ending that it gave because I'm a little bit torn I well I like both but for different reasons I like that um the like at the midpoint where like they save her it could have ended there but like I'm fine with it not ending there because um even though like it's like um you know Rachel is doing good and, like, trying to find out, like, why she died and so hoping, like, she can stop this curse and stuff, you know, um, it, I mean, it's a good, it's, it's a good sign that, like, Rachel is actually willing to understand people, Mm -hmm. um, but (laughs) I like that, um, it kept going, though, because, like, sometimes people still do things for, selfish reasons and like even if they're kids like you know not every kid is gonna want to be a good kid you know i feel like aiden and samara are like foils in that like aiden aiden is just weird while samara is weird but vengeful and like yeah you know yeah it's it's hard to it's hard to figure out exactly I don't know. I, I wasn't expecting there to be as much meat in this because I remember the last time that I watched it, it felt like it was f- a relatively empty movie. But uh, it it 
it I think without the 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 complete ending this movie doesn't have the legacy or impact that it mm-hmm. does yeah and it's i mean it's the same reason why so many horror movies have you know it's mm-hmm. like in halloween you know michael myers gets pushed out and you get the one shot looking out and he's gone yeah it's just like the oh the evil isn't dead yeah kind of thing but i think there is something in in terms of how this film deals with the supernatural when you're trying to understand it logically and you've come down to okay if i if we exhume the remains then it's then then it's fine we've we've solved the problem mm-hmm. but it turns out actually that no it doesn't care what you do mm-hmm. all, like whether whether you care samara doesn't care whether you care about her or not like whether you solve the mystery of her murder or not the the tape is just psychic echoes of her trauma mm-hmm. uh what she what she wants is to spread that trauma to as many people as possible and that's mm-hmm. that's it so either she makes you make a copy of the tape and show it to somebody else or you fail to make a copy and then she kills you in this brutal way which then spreads trauma to everybody who knew you mm-hmm. and so i'm like piecing this together as i'm talking <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i, I think the that's an interesting angle for it, but at the same time, I'm not sure where that meshes with the, the I don't know, the discussion of ableism and, like, raising kids, and I, I think ultimately it kind of comes down to what you said at a certain point, which <laughs> is sometimes a horror movie just doesn't need to have, you know, a, a, real, a real deep meaning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's, I, I, I think it's a very haunting ending for for good reason i think it's earned yeah more, yeah you know yeah i think so too at first i think like right after the movie ended i was a little put off but i the more i think about it the more i'm starting to come around to it mm-hmm. and yeah i i kind of dig it yeah um i do have a, a story about this movie which is part of the reason why when you were looking through like oh we could watch the ring this is part of the reason why i wanted to watch it uh, besides the fact that I already have such a long history with it. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I was, I was obsessed with this movie. Uh, me and bo- one of my other friends were. Uh, it came out on DVD, and we rented it. So we went to uh, his his home, which is a trailer house. And his dad was home, but he was, like, you know, passed out. We went into my friend's room closed the door put the dvd and like watched the movie and we were like oh spooky spooky movie and we were you know both like you know 12 years old like hyperactive imaginations just 100 percent believing the the horror of it uh so now we're fiddling around on the dvd menu and (laughs) we're like scrolling around and then the cursor disappears and we're like oh what's this about so i hit enter and then the screen like goes off and then the tape starts playing oh oh my gosh (laughs) and and we're sitting here like oh my god it's the tape this is wild and 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 it keeps going and we're like trying to watch it and like actually no 
no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. So we're trying to turn off. We're going with the remote. Nothing is working. (laughs) Can't figure out how to turn off the TV. (laughs) And I get up and I try to open his door and his door won't open. (laughs) So I'm like, uh, like, we're both like trying not to panic. But at each stage, we start panicking more and more and more until... The, the like I'm just like shaking and like banging at his door like oh god no <laughs> and then the tape ends and it goes back to the menu uh, but it doesn't let, you can't do anything because it, 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 it then plays the sound of a telephone ringing oh my gosh and it sounded just like my friend's telephone and so <laughs> at, at that moment I screamed, and then the door was able to open, and I, like, ran into his living room, and my friend, like, followed behind me, and I was, like, screaming, and his dad came in, like, what the hell is wrong with you, kid? That's awesome. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's an experience, if I ever heard one. Oh, man. Yep. Yeah, that was, that's amazing. (laughs) Okay, okay, I I understand, like, not being able to, like, turn the TV off or anything, because, like, you know, sometimes, like, DVD menus will, like, disable things. Yeah. Um... The door. Oh yeah, my the God. door. I know. The door. That's, that was the moment when it was like, why is this? And, it, and and it's like I knew that his door had a habit of sticking. Like that's yeah. just a thing. But it was like in that moment. Yeah. yeah. Why isn't this? Oh yeah. God. You know? Um. Yeah. But, uh, absolutely terrifying. But yeah, that's that would have like scared. Not only as a child, that would scare me now. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, another thing uh, that I mentioned to y'all that I just find that there's so much about like outside of this film that I find really interesting mm-hmm. um, after a, a few years after this came out they did a DVD release that came with a short film called Rings which is like a prequel to The Ring 2 mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's a bunch of teens who have basically made a subculture out of watching the tape and daring each other to go further uh, into the seven-day cycle before they pass it on to somebody else. And uh, The Ring 2, which is it still has <laughs> Naomi Watts and the kid who plays Aiden, uh, it's directed by Hideo Nakata, who directed Ringu. And this was that this that's always struck me as an interesting choice because the American Grudge and the American Grudge Two were both directed by the director of the original, mm-hmm. and so it's almost like they're chasing their own tail in that regard. Mm-hmm. And I remember The Ring Two having really interesting visuals and just not making any sense whatsoever. I saw it in theaters and I barely remember it. <laughs> What I do remember is that it, it centers around Samara trying to possess Aiden and return to the mortal plane mm-hmm. through him. And she is gaining psychic power by more people having seen her tape. And she wants to, I don't know, do an apocalypse? It doesn't, <laughs> I don't know. 
it's weird. This series is so weird. I was thinking this watching this film, if this were like a sinister, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like today the way that this movie would have ended is, oh, it turned out that it was literally Satan. <laughs> we would have gotten a, a, whenever, whenever the whenever her face parted, you know, whenever the the, the hair parted, and we saw her face. It would have been just like a, it, it would have been Tim Curry in Legend, <laughs> or Tim Curry in It, right? Uh, and and it's just like, oh, it's the the evil is just it's just it's just a devil, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a demon, and what I really what's really refreshing about this movie now to me is the fact that it's just a it's just a kid it's just a little Mm -hmm. girl who has psychic powers but she's just mad Mm -hmm. and and it doesn't make sense and it's not it's not logical because she's a kid it 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 can't be yeah and Mm -hmm. i i it i think it's just as a scenario it is deliberately unsatisfying to us trying to like pick it apart for reasons mm-hmm. I don't know it just it, there's just like this cruelty to it that it I don't know it just sticks in your brain the more I think about it the more I like it <laughs> I know <laughs> I can feel it that way yeah. too the, I don't know the only thing I can think about is that she's just like so like wanting or needing of any affection she can get mm-hmm. because like the dad works with the horses and like doesn't pay her much attention the mom whenever she's around um you know she loves that she's around but like goes kind of crazy about it and i'm not totally sure if samara knows she's doing that to her mom or not like until like the point where she's like it's not gonna stop like in that tape of her in the like psychiatric ward um it's I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, her not being able to understand her powers fully until a certain point, and then she just, like, you know, goes off. Or, like, if it's just, like, a buildup of, like, some form of neglect from somebody. Yeah. um, Well, she is, she is, like, we see where she lived, which is... In the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Well, in the middle of nowhere, but also she's kept in the barn. Yeah. In, in... Like high, way high up. That the mm-hmm. barn bedroom has always freaked me out. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's just like this comically large ladder mm-hmm. that leads up there. And every time I watch that scene, I just think like, what happens if you kick that ladder over, man? Yeah, yeah right. Stuck up there. Yeah, there's nothing for it. Um, didn't they say that they had moved her in there after she had been causing her mom some yeah psychological trauma? Yeah that yeah yeah it's hard to say it's not a clean comparison yeah because because you want to make it about child abuse right yeah but it's it the film doesn't i almost wonder how much the film is aware of the fact that that's what it could be (laughs) saying you know yeah there's a lot there but it doesn't quite hit i don't know yeah yeah. it's like you can tell that there's something wrong with her but you don't know if she's doing it on purpose or if it's an accident. Yeah. And, like... I mean, I think in the video where they're interviewing her, she genuinely seems kind of sorry. At least yeah. that she's hurting her mom. She doesn't yeah. really seem to care about anyone else. Yeah, she but... she even says, like, that her dad doesn't love her. He just loves the horses or whatever. Yeah. Right? 
But I think there's a line where she just says, like, I'm sorry, and it sounds pretty sincere. Yeah. She says, I'm sorry, but it's not gonna stop. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if, like, if, like, her, she knows her powers are getting to a point where she can't do anything about it, or, like, if she just is very vengeful at that point. Yeah. It's so vague. (laughs) I think one, what, now I'm, I'm looking at the comparison between Samara and Aiden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've pronounced his name so many different times, just different ways, because I've, they're different characters with the same name, but I'm like, Aiden, Aiden, whatever. <laughs> um, but I, I wonder, one of the, the, the first time we see Rachel is Aiden's been held after class because she has to come pick him up late. And... Uh, the teacher comes to Rachel with like all these drawings that he's made like she's concerned and it's very clear from the way Rachel reacts that this is not a new thing Mm -hmm. people like uh, other adults have come to her with concerns about her son Mm -hmm. a lot in the past and the way that she reacts is very automatically like no he's fine he's just he's just like that and he knows that I'm around and this is just you know, there's no point trying to fight it, and I'm just here mm-hmm. for him. And we see through the film, like, yeah, he's a 40 year old kid. He calls her Rachel. He doesn't call yeah. her mom. The only time he calls her mom is like in front of Noah, right? Yeah. 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 And part of me wonders. There, there's there's the obvious parallel between him and Samara where there is like this weirdness that adults are noticing. And mm-hmm. I wonder how much of Samara's like malice comes from the fact that she was probably surrounded by adults who didn't treat her like an adult, treated yeah. her like a child. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, it, it's not so much like you keep saying powers mm-hmm. and, and that like, I keep cycling that through in my head and it doesn't feel right to me because it's, not like an X-Men thing, I don't think. It's more like, like a circumstance. Yeah, I, I, I think it's more like, that she's just a type of person and we're meant to see it that in this circumstance, mm-hmm. the, the, the abuse that she's faced and the neglect uh, has caused her to have a psychological effect mm-hmm. that ripples out on, on other people and other living creatures. Yeah. And that hypothetically the same thing could happen with with Aiden if mm-hmm. Rachel wasn't a good mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I don't know. There's it's this there's a lot to read into this damn movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be like thinking about this for the next few days. Yeah. I'm going to like go back to my room, pull out like million different printed up pieces of paper and stick them up on my wall with some pins and string and recreate the Charlie Day meme. Yeah. <laughs> it just says Samara on there. <laughs> Peppy Sylvia, Peppy Sylvia, but it's Samara, Samara. <laughs> yeah. I'd be interested to watch the sequels now. Yeah. There's, yeah. I I definitely want to see, uh, I, I want to rewatch The Ring too. Mm-hmm. Um, the Japanese films are also interesting, yeah, I, but they're very different. That's the one I want to watch. I want to see how it, it compares. Because you, you said it was, like, not the same movie, but, like, a different kind of movie. So Ringu broadly follows 
the same structure. Mm-hmm. Um, but where this came out in 2002, uh, Ringu, I think, came out in like 94, 95. Mm-hmm. And it is, I mean, it's, it's, it's much more a, a Japanese film that's about the f- fears that people have about technology colliding with the spirituality of, of Japan's culture in a general sense. Mm-hmm. And it's part of a trend of like other, like the another one from around the same time or maybe a little bit later was uh, Cairo by um, uh, Akira. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't remember his name, but it's another, it's another horror film okay. that follows a similar sort of thing where, uh, it's like the, the internet is slowly r- basically rotting people's minds and ghosts are coming through the internet, but it's mm-hmm. one of the, the most, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a scary movie. Mm-hmm. It's just depressing because mm-hmm. it's a movie about depression and how technology robs us of our like, uh, of our ability to like f- function to an extent, mm-hmm. like and it's social media wise. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's an interesting movie. It, it hinders interpersonal kind of connections, maybe. Yeah. Like, well, it's it's a. I mean, it's a complicated movie. I. Yeah. It's 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 one that I've written an essay about, but um, yeah. uh, but it back to the point like there is this wave like the grudge falls in the same time mm. period yeah of of films that are responding to this the 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 unease of like i think i think it's in at the tail end of the 80s going into the 90s is when mm. japan had its recession i want to say after mm-hmm. it's like Kind of overtaking everything in the in the late seventies. I can't remember. I can't. It's been so long since I took that fucking class. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I there was a long time when I w- wanted to like specialize in Japanese film because I, I, I the, because the ring forced me to watch so much of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. From there, I just branched out into so many other things. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's an interesting genre that doesn't tend to translate well. Mm-hmm. to america and mm-hmm. it, it says a lot about the ring that they managed to find a way to make it work yeah by, by focusing it more on i think like child abuse mm-hmm. yeah i don't know yeah my mind is just <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of like... blown kyla's head exploded uh, yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely a movie that makes you think about a lot of stuff and there's no one way of like getting a message and especially with Samara because like this is a movie about her but you have no idea like why she's doing this besides like that she wants people to know about what happened to her but you don't know if it's because you know unless you like see the sequels um you don't know if it's because like she wants people to know her grief or people to die like she did and it's a thing (laughs) yeah 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 it's yeah it's i I don't know what else to say it's just like a good i would would say i I recommend this a lot and i this is the best surprise I've had in a long time because I really, going in, I, 
Like, I didn't expect it to be bad. I just didn't think I would like this movie as much as I did. I guess I was expecting something more just cheesy, yeah. supernatural, mm-hmm. you know, spooky ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, the, the intro definitely sets it up for that. Yeah. yeah. The intro, like, the first five minutes of this movie are a parody of itself. Yeah. Where it's the, the, two, the two teen girls sitting on the edge of their bed, like... You know, there's so many there's so many radio waves in the air that they're like frying our brain cells. Like the other one's like, "Oh, I can do you one better." Have you heard about the tape that kills you after you watch it? <laughs> like, and then the girl's like, "How did you know about that?" Yeah, and then, and then it turns <laughs> out she like she's like quote unquote faking like dying, but then like ten o'clock hits and she like literally dies. Yeah, they keep faking you. It's really. The way it builds up is really nice. Yeah. They keep kind of faking you out and making you laugh. Like, I would say it's very self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. There's not there's not very many jump scares in this movie. There's yeah. Like, no. There's, there's... there's, like, two that I can think of. There might there might be, like, three. But they're, but they're, they're not traditional. They're less jump scares, and they're more, like, flashes of more information. That, right. have, that is, like, very scary information, but, like, it's not, like, jumping out at you. It's just, like, oh, yeah, this happened. Yeah. Or it's, like, when there's a part where Rachel opens up a file and there's a the centipede in there. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. Like a, there's, like, a bit of a, like, Oh, yeah, she screams. Sting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's things like that. But, yeah, this is, this is a movie that I think people remember largely for the cultural impact that it mm-hmm. had in the way that like you know it was parodied in scary movie 3 <laughs> and the 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 uh, samara cuts such an iconic spooky image mm-hmm. that it's like imitated and recycled for forever now yeah that that figure is definitely something that sticks in your mind it's a girl with her hair hanging in front of her face so you can't see her face and she's just standing there yeah so it's yeah yeah but i think you know going in with just that information that like cultural osmosis Mm -hmm. you would think you i could see someone thinking like this is just going to be what the parody implies but it's actually a really tense movie that yeah. Yeah. Up pretty slowly it's a really good like it's yeah. like i've said it's not, it's not a subtle movie it it, mm-hmm. it it's very loud yeah in the uh, way that it proclaims like plot wise what's happening it never leaves you very long in the lurch like trying to figure things out for yourself yeah but it is very well executed mm-hmm. and intense it's, it's it's a good hollywood horror movie yeah yeah um Going back to the ending, yeah. um, this movie reminded me so much of The Sixth Sense up until, like, the point that they found her body that, like, I feel like because of that, this movie wouldn't be as remembered unless the stuff after it had happened. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, The Sixth Sense is a very good movie, and it's a sad but feel-good movie about a kid solving murderers. <laughs> um, but, like, the fact that this is, like, oh, yeah, you solved the murder. But, like, the killings aren't going to stop because, like, you know, you have no idea, like, what the true intention is. Like, no like no matter what the um, story is, like, trying to tell you of, like, the history of this girl, that, like, the, the mystery aspect, even though, like, you get the history, like, the way of thinking is still, like, a thing that is so questionable that, like, without that, I feel like you would just think, oh, it's another one of those, like, drama ghost movies right. without it. Yeah. yeah. 
I think that makes sense. Well, even as I was thinking about it, like, the Sixth Sense does have its own twist ending yeah. that it's remembered for, so I yeah. guess... Yeah, that Bruce Willis is also a ghost. <laughs> oh no, I ruined Spoiler it! <laughs> the funny thing about that is that Bruce Willis is still a ghost. Oh no. Is he? Yeah. He's a shell of a former man. Oh no! I mean, literally, he's a ghost. <laughs> oh, is he? Was he? A, he was. He's always been a ghost. He's never. <gasps> oh no! The the twist. The, the, the twist. <laughs> the twist. That why do you? How do you think that he's still able to do all those diehard movies now, and he's like eighty nine <laughs> years old or however old he is? It's because oh, he's a it ghost. The, I thought it was all the steroids. <laughs> well, that, that helps. I wonder how many steroids Samara has to take. None. She's perfect. <laughs> but but her powers are so strong. Maybe it's like. Where do you work out? The library. (laughs) Her steroids are uh, library books. Samara's like, while you were out there feeding horses, I was studying the blade. (laughs) My mental blade. Yeah. No, she was studying, like, film history. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. If if they had just given her an 8mm camera... Right? She could have been the next Mara, Maya Darren. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, that that tape does kind of remind me a bit of Maya Darren stuff, like right. the like the harsh imagery and like the the way things are cobbled together does remind me a lot of Maya Darren. So like this girl making indie art house films, she would have been good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she just wants people to see her movie. <laughs> Maybe. Appreciate my art. <laughs> I mean, I think we can all relate. <laughs> yeah, definitely. As as film school kids, you want people to see that. I mean, yeah. like, she couldn't get into, like, <laughs> I don't know. She UFC. She, she couldn't, like, show it at, like, Alamo Draft House or something. I don't know. <laughs> She couldn't get it into, like, can or anything, <laughs> so she had to die and possess it so that people would watch it. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's so easy to do. Yeah. So, Sarah, is there anything that you would like to promote or plug while you were here? No. Nothing? Not your um, <laughs> creepy internet video that you want the world to share with each other? Um, yeah, I'm. you can find me on Twitter at HMSNoFun, and all of my other stuff is linked there. I uh, have a YouTube show called Let's Talk About Stuff. I host two podcasts at this point. One is Trans Questioning. The other is the Perfectly Generic Podcast about Homestuck. And there's other stuff that I do, I think, that you can... It's all linked on my twitter that's the place to go for all of my thoughts you can find me on twitter at frosty the r0 bot um i um have a commission sheet up in like my thread of things there um please buy my art uh i have to make money somehow (laughs) if you want a custom made michael myers doll i can confirm that marty makes really cute michael myers i make little baby crochet boys Yes. They're amazing. Maybe you can make a crochet Samara. <gasps> that would be so fun. You know how much yarn I would have to use for that <laughs> hair, though? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and... oh, that would be so fun, though. Yeah. I just have to buy a lot of yarn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find Netflix and Kill on Twitter at Netflix underscore in underscore kill. And 
also at Lunar Light HQ, which is the Lunar Light Twitter. You can find all our shows on there. Um, they're really good. And my Twitter is at Guy the Jedi. I haven't really been on the horror brand lately, but there's a new Saw coming out, so I probably will be. The new yeah. they. Yeah, yeah, Chris Rock, Rock in it. and so Samuel L. Jackson. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to watch the trailer after this because it. Yeah. It actually looks good, and yeah. I'm nervous oh. because oh, it I'm almost looks it. too pretty to be saw. Yeah. <laughs> like if there's not an ugly green filter and like rapid editing, then what's the point? <laughs> but yeah, so I, I'm hyped about that. So we'll see. Yep. Um. Anyway, on that note, thank you for listening. May your nightmares be plentiful. Share any videos that you come across. Share this podcast or you'll die in seven days.